Welcome to the Make Music Income Podcast with Stephen Bedall of the Production Music Academy and me, Eric Copeland of Make Music Income. In this podcast, we'll talk about our experiences in music licensing as music artists with online channels, our publishing and royalty incomes, and our combined over 40 years experience as music producers for hire. So let's get started with today's episode. Well, welcome to episode number 24 to the Make Music Income podcast. And today we want to talk about positive moves you can try to make music income. My name is Eric Copeland. I am here with Stephen Bedall, and we are just really going to make a total switch from last week. <laughs> last week on our podcast, we dived into a deep subject, which was burnout and how you can just get to the point where you wonder if all of this is even worth it, if music's worth it, if everything's worth it. And we bravely delved into a dark world where <laughs> we all have to deal with from time to time. Well, this week we want to bring the light back into the room. We want to help you climb out of that burnout and uh, the depressing place with some positive ideas and discussion about things you want to do, things you can do, and things you should do to make music income, and maybe some things that you sh you could not concentrate on so much. Mm -hmm. And in the coming weeks on this YouTube channel, I'll be discussing positive steps that I took to make even more music income. I've already started with videos on how and why I started stock licensing, my focused years on my long plan to get into sync licensing, and my journey towards a new five-figure income stream that I just added recently. I'll put all those videos down below. And by maybe by the time this video comes out or next week, I, I don't know, we'll just see how my time works out. But I have a video coming out about how I monetized this music YouTube channel in just nine months. All of that was very planned and has become now a positive income stream. All of these videos are going to be in the description below and in the podcast notes as well. These are positive focused steps I took. I, I try to do this with every kind of income I have, how, how I took these steps. You've got to focus and take these steps. And uh, that's really what we want to talk about today, especially since we call it the Make Music Income Podcast. How do we make music income? But first, let me introduce my partner, Stephen Bedall. Hey, man, tell me about your week. What's been up? Well, I mean, I feel a lot better uh, and brighter than I did last week. Good. And I hope I didn't come across too, um, you know, too rough last time around. But uh, I think it resonated with some people. I mean, I, yeah. I know that, yeah, a lot of people are feeling burnout um, and it happens. It happens to the best of us. Uh, and even though I'm feeling uh, a lot better today, it is an absolutely abysmal day outside. It is <laughs> raining. I'm looking at uh, terrible weather right now, but that's uh, that's par for the course for Vancouver. So that's all good. Um, yeah, you know, I had a good week, man. I just went on lots of like long walks and uh, tried to de breathe deeply and I kind of reconnected um, with some solitude, I guess. So uh, I'm feeling, you know, better mentally. But, um, good. you know, I've been thinking, man, I I've been thinking a lot and we'll talk about this more um, in this podcast. I mean, with respect to taking positive steps in the right direction, I've just been kind of thinking a lot about, uh, you know, where I'm at with everything. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful because I've, I feel like I'm in a great place with the royalty free music market. You know, I've kind of, um, 
I think I've gone pretty much as far as I can go. I mean, I, I've got uh, the attention of the the Artlist Originals team, and I'm working with them. And I mean, that's that's just a it's it's been absolutely wonderful for me. Um, I, I I do okay still on Motion Array. It's obviously not the same, but uh, I still get um, you know uh, some pretty good results there. And I'm always going to produce. Uh, you know, music for these libraries. As long as there is there's as there's money coming in, I'm I'm gonna throw them tracks, and I and I really really enjoy doing that. Um, but I think at the cost of focusing uh, on all of this, all of the, you know you, you know the success with the royalty free music libraries, it's kind of I, I haven't been able to pay attention to artist growth. And um, for me, what I want to concentrate on, you know, for the rest of the year in a big way is just Spotify growth for one thing. I mean, that's uh, something that, I mean, I've just been so inspired by some of the the members in the Academy's uh, like recent accomplishments with Spotify. And I've kind of been neglecting it. And I think it's really important for me as an artist to sort of make inroads uh, there and uh, and build my, you know, uh, my following as an artist. Um, and, you know, as you know, that kind of gets pushed to the sidelines with, the stock music game because it's not really so much artist focused. I never really thought about it that way much until I got uh, onto Artlist and was sort of you know uh, realizing how important it is to sort of have that profile and and, and I want to I want to cultivate it and and build it more and so I think I'm gonna it's something that I'm gonna be spending a lot more time on uh, just pitching to you know playlists whether that be Spotify curated playlists or independent playlists uh, and just getting my music out there. And, and building my profile more as an artist. And, you know, I'm moving into um, a summer of gigs here. You know, I got a bunch of gigs with the band and uh, things are kind of coming back to life. You know, I mean, I was out last night with a friend and it's like back to normal here, you know, yeah. pretty much. And yeah, same here. I got a gig this Monday. Um, I got wedding gigs coming up. Um, I got a festival gig coming up in the summer. And it's like, man, I'm like, yeah, dusting off the cobwebs over here and trying to kind of get back to where I was at pre-COVID. And, you know, I, I've had this kind of time off from thinking about all that stuff, but it's all coming back real fast. And um, I want to get back to that artist grind and I want to start, you know, cultivating that uh, that profile online on Spotify, uh, as well as, you know, getting back to promoting the band um, and, and, you know, making things happen with shows and stuff like that. So, um, I'm feeling positive about it, man. And, and that's been sort of my week. I've been kind of contemplating all that, but, uh, glad to have you back, man. Yeah. Yeah. Back, I'm back from the depths. I'm back of, in the uh... saddle. I feel good. Uh, I, other than, but yeah, I mean, other than, other than kind of thinking about things, I haven't really, uh, I mean, I'm taking a break from YouTube. Uh, for yeah. a little bit and um, just focusing on creating content for the academy and uh, mm -hmm. and uh, communicating with members there and I've got a few uh, members who are trying to put together applications for Artlist so I'm helping them with that cool. and um, yeah got a, a, you know a challenge to a main challenge to pay attention to um, working on a couple of courses and that's it man yeah what about you cool. well it's sunny and blue skies here today about 90 degrees so um a little bit different weather than you're having. We're having. We've just had some outstanding weather, and it gets cool in the evenings, and so everybody's oh, loving it sounds, here. That sounds for nice. me. It could be 90 degrees all year round, and I'd be happy. But that's just me. Everybody else here loves when it gets a little cooler. Um, I made a new lo-fi song. 
Oh yeah, uh, and put it up to it's on Audio Jungle and Pond Five now. And I'm waiting oh, to nice. hear. If I'm in the Motion Array queue. I wouldn't be surprised if I don't get a Motion Array. Personally, I haven't had a lot of luck with some of my more experimental or lo-fi type of things on Motion Array. They tend to like my, you know, beautiful things and orchestral things and gospel things and all those kind of things, vocal things. We'll see how they, they like this. I've also was just working on this morning a new up-tempo rock song. Nice. Very um, bass-oriented. I'm using the bass from Native Instruments. Um, that, the, the Scarby who, one? Yeah, Scarby. Uh, and it's really kind of like a dirty, amp, uh, overdriven bass sound. You know, it's just got a great sound to it and that nice. was the driving force of this song like boom 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 you know so it's got a, a lot of guitar Sweet. and stuff in it no keyboards by the way in this song as of yet so uh, a very rock oriented up tempo track uh, just to see how that does and that was Great. on purpose but I've, I've, I'm having some fun with it um, continuing to work on country stuff I've got vocal tracks happening I've got more tracks happening on that I did a music review Tuesday uh, this week, uh, music for film and TV. That was kind of fun to do that. I'm trying to focus those those music review weeks on uh, a specific thing. And so, uh, yeah, maybe one week just needs to be up-tempo rock, mm-hmm. you know, since that is, tends to be a pretty popular uh, thing. Oh. that People want to make music in, in, in royalty-free music, and that tends to be a popular it is. style there. You know? I just wrote one too. Also, I'll send it to you for for next cool. uh, for next one. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm probably only doing those music review Tuesdays every other week now because I'm and then my Thursday live every other week, and I'm trying to kind of go back and forth. I, I, my schedule of uploading is really weird now. I, I I've I've quit trying to say I'm going to release this day and this day yeah. and this day, and I'm just going to release when I get it done and when I finish. And on the other days, I'll just guide people to older videos and say, "Hey, I talked about this." And sometimes yeah. I find that's just as good. Um, I, I am working on this new video about my YouTube channel I talked about. Uh, I, I, I think that's going to be a fun video. And uh, I'm finally releasing my ebook, not a course, but an ebook on how to find uh, uh, on stock music libraries, basically. And I, I've just decided not to do a course on it. It's too changing. The, it just changes too much to try to do a video course. I'd have to redo totally. modules every. Yeah. Every month. No kidding. So uh, I've got a video coming up called How to Find Music Libraries, which will be both stock and sync libraries. Everybody always asks this. And so I'm going to go ahead and release this ebook with that video. Um, and I, too, just like you, I'm analyzing my music incomes really carefully to just see what is a good use of my time and what is not a good use of my time. It continues to be so important. I mean, that's what we're really going to talk about today. What? What are what positive steps can we take towards making music income, mm-hmm. and what can we not? And I just got to throw this in. I too am feeling the urge to play, and that's an odd thing because I don't, I don't, gigging is not like what my first thing I think of, and I have no idea when I would do it because there's no time in my schedule right now. Yeah. But I have a friend here who's upright bass player, and we were doing some kind of duo stuff a few years back, and man, I would just love to play some jazz. Just love to have a bass player and a drummer and find a place that needs a you know, some 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 background music and just play. It just I've, I'm in that mood right yeah. now. I don't get in it often, but I'm in it right now, so I know how you feel about yeah. that. Yeah. So the first thing I want to talk about today is uh, in, in this kind of 
focus on positive moves to make music income. The very first thing we got to do, and this isn't negative, this is just we've got to get rid of the time wasters. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us have those things. We have these things that we've picked up, we've started because everybody else is doing it or because it just seems like the thing to do. We see videos about it and we say, oh, I can make money doing that. And, and some of the things we've already talked about are in this. And so my goal is to quit or offload these things that I either don't want to do or I do want to do, but I don't want to do it myself. And yeah. some of that has to do with my, my work with my clients. Some of that has to do with stock music and other things like that. But um, that's, I've got a list. I'll go down my list of things that I I'm, I'm kind of feel like are time wasters sometimes for me and for other people too. And the first one, of course, is what we've already mentioned, which is stock licensing. And we've got to be really careful with this because it can be a big time waster if we're not careful, especially some of the lesser libraries that everybody has told us that, oh, yeah, you can put your music up to this library and this mm -hmm. library and this library and this library. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it is true. You can put your music up there. But I'm not sure that putting your music and spending all the time to upload music to Dreams Time and deposit photos and to motion elements and to other goofy ones that you know we find. We can't I'm, we can't in good conscience recommend uploading music to these libraries. Not with the amount of revenue that people are reporting. I mean like forty, fifty dollars a year or something like that. I mean how how can you justify that? It's it's just it just doesn't make sense. It's a trap. Yeah. It's a trap we get into. And there's several of these that are traps. There, it's a trap we get into because other people are doing it and making music income on it. And some people, like you, are making having great big huge months. And so it's a mm -hmm. it, it 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 everyone thinks, oh my gosh, if he made two grand, I've gotta try I've gotta work hard on this. Cause but the problem is you're more likely going to average be lucky to average about what I average, which is a couple hundred bucks a month. Maybe when, when, when Motion Array was paying more last year, I was making about twice that. But now, especially since there's only so much time and I only am putting up a song a week or so, then you're just not going to see humongous growth and with all the changes that are happening. And another change just happened this week. We need a news section because, you know, Shutterstock acquired Pond5 this week, if you haven't heard. Yeah. A lot of people have heard that on our Discord. Don't know how that's going to affect everything, but probably, what does it even matter? I mean, Pod5 is not something that is paying anybody's mortgage, you know, that I know of, except Lester, maybe. Well, I well, I don't know about, uh, yeah, what does Lester pull in? I mean, he, he's probably got a few hundred bucks or something like that a month from Pod5, right? I, I'm not sure if it, was, if it was a lot. I can't remember what he said. But, um, I mean, yeah, these situations are never, I, I never... <laughs> I don't think it's going to be the end of Pond Five, um, like some nah. people are saying. But I think it's no. uh, these situations tend to to not play out well for for earnings. They usually get diluted somehow, uh, mm -hmm. in much the same way that like Motion Arrays did uh, this year. But um, I mean, I don't know. I I just it, it's the the news is kind of funny because like literally just days before I, we got that news, I um, applied for the subscription uh, membership thing. As we'll see if that makes any. Any difference to the income, but like I don't know. I've long since ran out of time to to upload to Pond Five, um, so that's so one of those let's things. 
let's yeah. not waste that much more time on it because this is something that we could waste a lot of time on in just in this podcast. See it's what true. happens? You just get into this and it just becomes this big thing. You should see the Discord. It's just got hundreds of things talking about 14 cents. And uh, I started one yesterday about it. And so it's just so easy to get into a tangent with stock licensing. The other one that I think I'm just going to have to stop is taxi. I think taxi is one of those things that, especially for me, someone who already has three libraries to feed, I should be spending my time writing and feeding those libraries that want stuff from me and have already told me they accept stuff. Please bring it to me. I should be putting all of my time into a library that is actually wants the stuff and could be paying me rather than paying $5 every submission so I could get possibly forwarded so I could get that may be contacted, probably not contacted by if I get, do get a forward from a library to give them music. It doesn't make any sense Man, for it, me at least. There's so much else I could say about that. And I, and I totally feel you on that. But I think that like, um, it's important to remember that like, if, if you're not in the, um, uh, if you're doing, if you're just in the stock game so far and you're trying to, you know, maybe think about getting your music onto you know, like TV and production music libraries, there's really, um, it's not really the same with as stock music where it's like you like the idea may have been always to just kind of get your music to on as many non-exclusive libraries as possible. I think when you get um, your foot in the door with a few of these like TV uh, and and production music libraries, you you like they'll you know you'll develop a rapport with their team and you'll they'll ask you to send them music and it's like you're not going to be able to work with all of these different exclusive TV and production music libraries because you won't be able to produce that much music. Like it's, it's much, I think it makes a whole lot more sense to have like maybe two or three that you work with and then send the music regularly. You know what I mean? Like, cause, cause they're all exclusive, right? Like you, you, I agree. Here's my problem. I still think that if you just, and I'm doing a video on purpose about this in two weeks on how to find music libraries, how, Mm -hmm. and I don't mean just stock libraries, I'll have a a short piece on that, but mainly how to find sync libraries and the places you can go that, and I will mention Taxi in all fairness, to be honest, but I will also mention a $47 book you can find that has all the libraries that Taxi is, is playing the game where you have to get forwarded and get contacted by a library. Yeah. They're all in a book. I can direct you to that book where they all are, and you can go through them and look at their libraries and send them an email, which costs zero. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's how I got all mine. I, I didn't get them from from Taxi. I didn't get them from a service I paid money for. I got them because I did research and I found them, and I think we need to be pushing that more. Well, quite, and, quite frankly, I was a little bit put off by some of the, you know, hearing some of the information about people getting forwarded to like stock libraries, you know, like that was a real, uh, gut punch for me. Cause like I, I bought the taxi membership, you know, feeling pretty optimistic about maybe potentially getting, uh, developing some relationships with, with like production libraries. And man, I, I gotta say, yeah, you know, in all honesty, I lost my motivation to, um, to, to, to keep sending them stuff. And I take it the forward that you got that was responded to. You've decided not to move forward with that. I didn't move forward. I had a I had a, a, a little back and forth with uh, one, you know the the artist, and uh, uh, it it didn't really make sense for me to to to, con- <clears throat> to continue with Again, that. So. 
I don't have anything against taxi. And I, I don't mean either. It, there are lots of people who have done it. But, you know, uh, when I talked to one guy about it, he got a taxi referral from scorekeepers. I'm already in scorekeepers. Right. And I'm telling you right now in this podcast and on this video, you can go to scorekeepers.com and submit to them. Yeah, they for got a little portal. Dollars. You can just throw the music right in yeah. it. They make it super you easy. Be in, if you want to be an exclusive library and you have good quality music, apply to scorekeepers.com and you will be in an exclusive music library, mm-hmm. one that taxi has sent people to before. Right. So. Anyway, again, another black hole, time-wasting thing that we could talk and, and, about all day. And the, Exactly. And, and you know, just to, for the people who are working with Taxi, like, we're not judging. It, it, not as, judging. All that aside, it's still a great way do. to, like, motivate yourself to write music. And if that's what it takes, it then, like, heck yeah, keep doing it. Because I just submitted three songs last week. So yeah. I, it's not that I don't believe in it, but I just I think for me... Yeah. for getting rid of time wasters. That's probably one I'm going to have to do. So this next one might be a little uh, controversial. And again, I don't want to waste too much time on time wasters. But um, one of these <laughs> is Spotify and DSPs. Mm-hmm. Now, you had talked earlier about wanting to make this a thing. And we've seen people like Dan Barracuda and I know another guy, both who make four figures monthly mm-hmm. on Spotify. But the truth is that most people don't make fourth figures monthly on Spotify. They make $100 every two or three months if they're doing pretty decent. Now, someone like yourself, it makes a lot of sense because you've got the whole art list thing going on, which is tied to Spotify in some ways. And so that makes sense. But the people who are, I mean, if you want to try to do what Dan Barracuda is doing and uh, do the Barracuda way and try to get on DSP, uh, on on Spotify and all these places and be on playlists. I have mm-hmm. no problem with that. And I wish I had more time to do that. Yeah. But for some people, it that can be a time waster. That can be something that you spend a lot of time doing that brings back no return. Right. That's just one. I, uh, yeah, I 100% agree. I think it really depends on, you know... <laughs> I think for me, it just it makes sense because I just wanted uh, to grow my artist profile. It's kind of linked into that endeavor, right? So, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, I have all this music that I'm sitting on and I want to I want to be able to put it out there more. Um, and it just makes sense for me to do it. I, I think that in terms of like returns, um, it's going to take a while. You know, it's probably going to it's, it's going to be slow. Um, Listen, you know? don't get me wrong. If I had an intern sitting here, I'd have them putting every single tune that I have written for stock on my uh, DSPs. Mm-hmm. I would I would have somebody doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying if you are at a place, not you, but if you are in a place and you're listening to this podcast and you've been uploading to Spotify and seeing not much return, like pennies or dollars, a few dollars here or there, it may be time to make that less of your t- uh, less of something you spend your time on and more towards the things that we'll talk about here in a minute. Another thing is YouTube. You're taking a YouTube break right now just because it has I take it that money from YouTube as far as what you get from ad revenue or whatever has probably reached a plateau for you and, yeah. and makes just a, a certain thing. <clears throat> and it, it I know it does for me and it doesn't look like that's going to grow really fast and huge, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll just depend on how much content I make. But, you know, again, making content is time consuming. And um, the other thing about YouTube I want to mention, I see this all the time talked about in the Discord, is everybody who's putting their stuff up on Spotify, up on YouTube as music videos with their music playing with just a graphic. And then they're wondering why they spend all this time making these things and uploading these things to YouTube and they only have two or three 
people who viewed it and they're not making any money from it. Folks, that's not going to make you a lot of money. The people who make a lot of money on that are people who are, have sold hundreds of thousands of streams on, on Audio Jungle. You know, that's the people who are making money by putting their stuff now up on YouTube. They're uh, Lester and people like that who have, are starting libraries. They're not starting libraries well, from scratch. Well, they They're were starting doing libraries it. because they've already been having huge success with clients. Yeah, well, I think that there was a, a kind of a golden age or a golden time for that to happen because I remember like when, you know, the morning light dude from our Audio Jungle started doing that and he, and he really blew up YouTube. He didn't start though. He started after he already had a, a hundred thousand downloads on Audio Jungle. That's why he started it. So he could make the majority of the money from that and start the morning light dude. It's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. He didn't just decide, hmm. There's money to be made on YouTube, so I better start putting YouTubes out there from zero. No, he did that after he'd been working for years for Audio Jungle, maybe Pond5, but certainly Audio Jungle, and had hundreds of thousands of downloads and made tons of money there, but he saw he was only getting half of that. Well, I just, so he said, I'm <clears throat> going to make my own library. Yeah, yeah. I mean, totally. I think I think that he he was. What I mean is that he was kind of an early adopter, uh, you know. And and, and Lester's been yeah. doing it a long time too. These are these are guys that have been putting their music on. Like you know, they got a lot. And the since since Morning Lights been doing it, like a like a hundred other people followed in his footsteps and like did the same thing. And then the you know when that happens, the recommendation algorithm gets a lot tougher. You know, it's like a lot harder to get your music out there because your comp the competition is is so much stiffer. Um, it's, it's the, that, you know, um, that kind of thing is, it just flooded YouTube. Um, so if I was to start like a royalty free channel now, I mean, I'd be up against massive competition. Yeah. Um, but I'm talking about people who are starting it, who have never, who only have five songs on pond five and they're thinking, Oh, I'll also put these five songs on YouTube because that's where other people are making lots of money. It's not going to happen. Uh, and, and it might be a time waster is what I'm saying. Could be. Um, same thing for, and the last ones I have is TikTok and Instagram reels and things like that. Yeah. Um, that can build great followings there, but we're talking about making music income, not making music followers. And yes, you could, you could get great views on TikToks and Instagrams. And, it, and I struggle with this all the time. I know we've both talked about doing more social media. We got to, we feel totally. like we need to do social I've, media. I've had a real tough time with it, but, to be honest. But I feel like though, if I, if I take little snippets of my YouTube videos and put them on TikTok or put them on Reels, they do great. But yeah. the problem is that's time consuming to do that. Yeah, they get a lot of stuff, but they don't bring back any income. And today what we're talking about is making income, not Wasting your not wasting time, not making income. That's kind of the point. Is where I'm going with. I suppose this. it kind of depends on how direct the income stream is, you know, to to some extent. Because it's like if you're if you're filtering people into your YouTube channel through TikTok, and those people are eventually joining your mastermind, then there's a there an argument to be made that there's t that it's a it's a worthy time investment. But it's very hard to like measure those kinds of things. The problem is it's hard to get people off TikTok. They don't want to go off TikTok. TikTok does not want people going off TikTok. Instagram does not want people going on Instagram, mm -hmm. off Instagram. That's why you can't put links in your Instagram post or your TikTok post. Right. The only way they can follow you is to go to your YouTube channel. And if you're on TikTok, how often are you going to other people's YouTube channels or the links that they have on their TikTok? 
Probably well, can, not very much because you're doing this all day long on well, TikTok. Can, well, you can add uh, you can add like a like a link tree um, like a URL in your in your TikTok profile if you're a business if you have a business profile and same thing with uh, with Instagram. So I think that those no people, doubt those they do the, you can filter an audience in there, but I think it's like you said it's it's tough um, to. I'm not arguing that you can't put a link tree and lots of links in in there. I'm arguing that people aren't going to click it because they're more interested in the content that they're that they're looking at. YouTube makes it a little easier. You can go in the description and click all sorts of links. Facebook makes it easy. But Facebook doesn't show videos or show uh, posts that have links off Facebook to everybody. They only show it to a, a little bit. So I'm just saying that those things, Facebook can be a really big time waster. They, they can be time wasters as far as you as a musician trying to make income if, if your goal is income, if your goal is to be seen and heard and build a huge TikTok following, and yeah, maybe siphon some of those people, once they love you and want to follow you so much, then yes, maybe they will go to your, your link, whatever your link is. But um, you, you can say link in bio all day. And my new video is out, link in bio, link in bio. And I see very few people, even if I have dozens of people who see the, the Instagram post, probably nobody comes over from it. To, to YouTube, which like I want them to. So I'm just saying those can be time wasters. Any other time wasters you can think of uh, that I haven't mentioned? I mean, social media is definitely something I struggle with. Um, and I, I mean, yeah, I don't know if I'm convinced uh, that it's, I mean, I think that building a following on any on any social media platform can be leveraged into income eventually. I don't agree. I don't disagree. Um, and I, yeah, and I mean, I think we both uh, agree with that. Um, but I mean, <laughs> I think it comes down to me for, for like, I just can't split my time between all of them. I mean, it's like, it's, I have a hard enough time keeping up with YouTube. So uh, for me, it just, if as much as I like would love to sort of, you know, like you said, I mean, like, yeah, make these edits for Instagram reels and TikTok, man. It's just like, I need a, I need a freaking intern here. Cause like, I don't have time. I don't I have time for it. Time. Um, and, and ultimately it's really hard for me to assess whether, how much that would be worthwhile anyway. Um, so you kind of have to make a gut call on it and say, well, look, you know, I'm sort of going to cut my losses here and, and, and just focus on YouTube for now until I have enough money to hire an assistant to do all these like alternate video edits because I just don't have the time. So they feel like probably the potential for time wasting is quite high. And like, and, and it's, yeah, I mean, we're, we're gambling here. I'm not really sure. We're like, yeah. I, we only have so much time in a day and you have to make like a judgment call about like what it is that's probably going to be the most beneficial um, in terms of income. And right now for me, it's like concentrating on, uh, you know, MIDI packs and sample packs for production music tools, because that brings actual income for me. You know, like that's something that is tangible. I see results from it and it's growing, uh, all the time. So it makes a lot of sense for me to keep working on that. Um, it makes sense for me to, uh, to keep working on, uh, content for the Academy because that is something that is like bringing in regular monthly income. I mean, my members there are part of my, uh, my income stream. Um, and, uh, so I mean, these are things I have to focus on. So I can't, I can't dilute that into, um, you know, trying to make inroads on different social media platforms too much. Although I'd love to be able to, to, to make more time for it. Ultimately, I'm, I'm just kind of, I got my hands tied you know, so yeah. there's only so much time mm -hmm. and we have to zero in on the things that we really want to do, the things that we love. We have to focus on those things. 
There is a verse um, in the Bible that always comes to me for this. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent, think about these things. And, and it, 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 I'm taking that a little out of context, but we really have to focus on those things that we love to do, that we want to do, that are going to mean something to us, that are going to... And then what are... And, and the end are also things that are going to bring income. Mm-hmm. And that's... You know, we have to make music above all else, but then we have to think about how that music is going to make us income. If that's a goal of yours, if it is, then we need to think of positive income ideas. And the first one I have in the positive income ideas category is find outlets for real music income, like live gigs. You, I just like I said, uh, I mean, said to you earlier in our mastermind, we had somebody who who. He's been putting out money towards recordings for about a year now. He finally had a gig. It was a church gig where he went up and he did. He led the worship thing, and they paid him for mm-hmm. the day. And he says, that was my first income from all the money that I've spent outgoing. And now he's got that's going to be a, become a monthly thing. So he's got a monthly income from that. But as you know, as a live musician, I'll let you talk about this. I mean, there is no better income than doing a gig because you get paid to be there and you get paid to sell merch. Mm-hmm. You get to sell stuff. Yeah, man. I mean, we've got a, a big suitcase full of, uh, of records that, and uh, you know, vinyl and T-shirts and uh, and man, it's been collecting some dust. Kind <laughs> of move that stuff this summer. Yeah, like it's uh, it's. I'm so stoked to to open open it back up and and sell some uh, sell some t-shirts. I mean, <laughs> man. I mean, we had some, we had some gigs where we just like made crazy money on merch. Man, it's yeah. like if you can, yeah, if you can sell it, uh, that's where a lot of bands make most of their money. You know, absolutely. It's yeah. uh, all the. Being on the road is so expensive now. I mean, it's like I don't even know how any band's gonna do it now with gas prices. It's, it's just insanity. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that that merch is where bands make all their money um, because they'll often have. I mean, especially bands that are. I mean, in some bands, are, it, it all depends. It's so subjective, but I mean, like, depending on the the kind of deal you have with your management. Uh, or your record company or whatever. I mean, they'll take a cut of everything. Um, but often, you know, the, the, like the, yeah, if you're printing your own t-shirts and doing it real DIY stuff, style, like we used to do. Um, I mean, I got like a, literally like a, like a silk screen press and was doing my own t-shirts and everything back in the day. Um, and uh, we made, we, we hauled in tons of cash through, through selling merch. You get like, you know, a few hundred people that are stoked at a show and fresh t-shirts and you sell it. It's like, you know, like anything else, it's just, you can make, great income on top of your gig money usually the I mean, gig money isn't that good to, to be honest unless sure you're Especially doing like a corporate bands. event or something like that but uh or a wedding i mean we do weddings for solo and, artists it might be different if you can go by yourself mm. and get the gig done and you can make a couple hundred bucks i think for band members but it all has to be split up you know it, it, that's exactly it and it's like we have like i have like a six-person band so it's, it's not about the money for us uh although yeah. we've done gigs that that paid us very very well um, we're, I'm, you know, fortunate that way, but most of the gigs, we're not doing it for money. We're doing it because we love each other and we just like, we love hanging out and playing music. Um, I should say that, you know, for anyone who is doing any kind of performance, uh, stuff, like whether you're a solo or you're, in, or you're in a band, um, building an email list, uh, of, of fans is going to be your most, um, valuable asset. Um, 
It still is. I, the email list is still so, so important for anyone who's doing, whether you're in a band or you're just doing, you know, a, your, uh, whatever you're selling, man. It's Email yeah. list is incredibly powerful uh, for generating income. And it's like, Most... it's one thing to sell t-shirts at a gig and it's another to build, you know, relationships with your fans uh, online and, and sell merch that way too, so. Most people who run online businesses sell mostly through email. Exactly. They don't sell during their videos. They don't sell off of their Facebook or off of their, you know, TikToks or Instagram. They sell from their email list. Instagram, mm -hmm. TikTok, their YouTube channel, everything is focused on getting people to their email list. That's right. And yeah, you can you can be make selling merch on line and uh, through emails uh, and through that email list. So certainly. Mm -hmm. um, I think the other big income stream that we just don't talk enough about, and maybe next week we can figure a way to talk about making income this way, it, it, again, uh, is producing music for other people and for clients. I think we are so concerned with this sexy licensing thing that we, we lose track of money that we can be making now for people who meet, need money, need music now. Mm -hmm. And all of you who are watching this likely have a doll that you can make music with and you are making great, amazing music. Steven, I know we do these these review things and these things where people send us music that they've worked on and we're like, continually blown away by the quality of it. Mm -hmm. And yet those are things that people are trying to make for licensing. And believe me, I and Steve are both trying to make stuff for licensing. But the the problem is that that only takes you so far. That only, uh, you have to wait for that money versus doing production music that can make you money tomorrow, to next week, and finding those clients that are local to you, that are not local to you, that are on Fiverr, that are on Upwork, that all these places that where you can find people who need music made, and you have the tools to do that, and you should be getting out of that cave, finding finding clients, and networking, and and putting your card in people's hands, and putting your uh, your website where they can go listen to your work, the, the work that you have already done for stock libraries or for sync libraries you were hoping, you can put on a website and say, hey, I can produce for you. And people will go, dang, that is what you did. And I think, I, I don't know if everyone is doing that enough. And I don't know if we talk about it's it a good enough. point, man. It's a good point. It's like, especially for all these, like, you know, like, if you listen to the, listen to pop radio, man. It's all like electronic based music. I mean, it's like, you don't need access to uh, like some fancy studio or anything like that. Uh, I mean, what about all these rappers that need beats? You know, it's like the, the, you can produce for for hip hop artists, uh, you know, for for pop singers or whatever. It's like it's you can create amazing tracks in, in the comfort of your of your bedroom. So it's like a, you, you really don't need a lot of access in order to uh, to be a producer these days. I don't think. Again, the 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 people who are sending music to me on Music Review Tuesday, these people need to be producing people. They need to be producing right. tracks with their orchestral samples and all the samples they have and their guitar playing ability and all the things they're able to do, they need to be making money with their studios at their home mm -hmm. for people and not just waiting for someone in Los Angeles or at Taxi or at Pond5 to send them to hopefully get in there and make pennies or, or dollars. They can be making hundreds of dollars per production for people. And I think this is just something we don't talk I don't talk enough on this channel this is one of the things my channel was built on was 
the sixth thing in the six first six how to make music income six ways to make music income my very first video was producing for other people yeah. and so uh, <clears throat> it's just that we get so uh, swayed and 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 our eyes get so big when we look at the numbers some people are making in stock music or what people are making in sync music sync, sync, sync. it's very very sexy also know? maybe I'll tack on to that is like working with uh, indie filmmakers and and uh, content creators directly rather than you know working through music libraries this is that's how I built my career is working with uh, with filmmakers um, who weren't interested in going to license music from artlist or music bed or whatever right. they wanted to work with someone who was going to you know work directly with them and score music uh, for the very specific you know uh, f you know shots that they had and like they needed custom content it's still it's still in demand it's not like or local commercial clients people mm -hmm. who need music for their local companies for ad, their ad agencies radio. yes they, these guys these, look for composers that's how i started i started doing that before i started my production career i was making thousands of dollars per queue right. and we were doing queues but they weren't for a hopeful sync placement or a, a hopeful stock money they were for people that were paying me today for that 45 seconds of music. Talk about making 15s, 30s, and, and 60s. We were doing that, but we were getting paid 4,500 bucks for, for, for doing that. Yeah. And we weren't doing that with lots of musicians. We were doing that completely in-house with our, with our keyboard sounds. And so you can be doing that too. And I just, I can't stress that enough and I'm glad to waste time on that because this is something that I think more people need to be doing that could make them positive income now rather than later down the road possible. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, and, and so let's go ahead and let's hit, let's tackle something else before we even get to licensing. And that is teaching and education. Um, both of us, uh, either have done lessons and things like that, or are doing education of some kind. Now we both do education through our YouTube channels, but you also do it through your academy. You've also taught lessons before I've taught lessons. I taught one yesterday and then I am teaching now. Uh, and, and getting a nice salary from a school to teach music and music production and things like that. And this is another thing that I'd like to stress more on my channel for people to think about. Again, not as sexy as getting into a feature film or getting into a, you know, a broadcast television show. Not as sexy, but guess what? Pays better right away in most cases sometimes you're going to get bigger checks like you got last month from uh, motion array but some months you're going to get smaller checks and uh this is a continued thousand dollar check to, or more to get every two weeks and that is a way to make music income and maybe you have to go back to school to get some credit you know the credit hours or or the degree that you need to be able to do the thing you need to do in your area and at your schools in your area but this is something we don't talk enough about even again because it's not as sexy it's 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 a but it is an income that you can get and add to your other music income so you can continue to do stock and sync and all the other things absolutely man yeah i mean <clears throat> i'm i'm uh I don't really teach guitar anymore, but like, like six months ago, I had like ten students. I had to mm -hmm. offload all my students because just like everything else has just gotten so, too. so busy. So I, I now I'm you know focusing on being sort of a, a mentor or teacher uh, via the academy, which I'm so much more uh, stoked to do because it's I, I enjoy teaching that 
kind of stuff uh, a whole lot more than teaching guitar. Not that I hated teaching guitar, but uh, it's just not my favorite thing to do. So, um, but it was certainly like a, a really, you know, sustainable way for me to kind of keep money coming in um, for a long time. And then things just got a little bit too crazy. So I kind of had to reassess, but man, no, teaching is great. And, and look, you know, I don't have a degree in music um, uh, and I didn't study uh, music theory uh, or anything like that in, in school. Like I went to audio engineering school um, and uh, that, that's, that's sort of a technical, more technical thing. So I wasn't really qualified to teach Which guitar. Which is more what you teach. But, uh, you know, I, ta- I still taught guitar. And at the end of the day, people just want a good teacher. They, they don't really care about, um, to some extent, your, your, uh, uh, your, your qualifications matter. I mean, and for, for you, they would, for teaching at the school, you do. Obviously, they're not just going to hire anyone off the street um, who says that they know what they're talking about. I mean, you, you, you have to be qualified. Uh, but you know, as a guitar teacher, if you're teaching an instrument or like, for instance, I mean, I, I managed to get, uh, plenty of students without ever being asked to show whether I had gone to school for music or anything like that. I'm, I, uh, so, I mean, you know, I would say both the jobs that I applied for recently that I was up for both required accreditation and they, and, and I, the master's maybe was not needed for this particular job. It didn't hurt Mm -hmm. the, the 22 year, uh, or 25 year music production career is probably what is one of the main reasons That's, I got the job, but yeah, man, they also like, like the fact that I had the training because I am teaching music theory these past two weeks and it's deep music theory. It's not like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a, what is a quarter note? Although we do talk about that. It's, it's more, it's gets into all sorts of things, Roman yeah. numerals and Nashville numbers. And, you know, how do you find a C on the, on the staff and what is a staff and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, and, and this is to people like your teaching, like you, like a school that you went to, where it's more about music production in some ways. But um, anyway, a, another deep topic we could spend a lot of time on. Let's hit something else before license work, uh, licensing, church work. I think there are a lot of you listening out there who have or do work in churches, playing uh, an instrument and or leading the choir or the the band or whatever uh, or do, running sound at churches I, yeah. I we 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 would have easily paid 100 bucks a, a week to someone to run sound for the services that I, we have it's a good point man i have a friend who does a, who does full time production for a church here in vancouver um and and is paid a really nice salary to do it um, I actually, me and uh, my girlfriend went to church last Sunday for the first time in, uh, I think it must be like three three years or something like that. But we were like, yeah, they're open again, you know, and there's all these, yeah, be- right. there's these beautiful churches downtown Vancouver, uh, old, you know, beautiful stone mm-hmm. buildings. And we went to one of the biggest ones called St. Andrews um, uh, United yes. Church. And uh, first thing I saw, noticed when I walked in, huge, huge place. Uh, there was like a full on production crew. To the right, like uh, taking care of the sound, uh, the visual, uh, the lighting, and, and and everything. And I was like, oh man, this is a, that's a full on production team over there. They had like all this fancy gear and like a console and everything. I was like, wow. I was like, that's cool. And I mean, it's a it's a it, need. Yeah, it's a need. And, and it's in every town in in all the world. You know, I mean. Uh, and so I, I think that's something that again we just don't talk about enough. Um, I do think that working 
the the DSPs, the the Spotify's and Apple and all that can be another income stream, and and mm-hmm. it, it's kind of a time waster and something I want to talk about as as a positive thing. You've already been talking about today, and especially for someone like yourself who is who is making a lot of income and and your name is known on art list and things and and they are tied. They would like to be tied to your Spotify, and you've already seen growth in your Spotify because of art list. Then the DSPs are, are something that can bring in money. Yeah, sure. like, yeah, exactly. I mean, I have, I've, I just checked my, um, you know, the back end of DistroKid the other day and I got 500 bucks waiting for me. That's all because of Artlist. Nice. I never even, yep. I've never pitched my music to a single playlist, but they show up, you know, they get, it gets found. Um, so imagine, you know, what it would look like if I just put a little effort into it. That's sort of, you what know. What if you had five times the amount of music on, on Artlist that you have now? Exactly. And, exactly. And, and then you had all of that same music on, on Spotify and all the DSPs. Exactly, I mean, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got to five times this stuff or 10 times this stuff. I got to, exactly. I got a 10 exit, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> I got a I got a heart out here in a few minutes so I can get to work. But okay. uh, one more thing before licensing, and I think feel like we've already talked about licensing enough today. But uh, I have heard of people who are making six figures selling sheet music. I oh, mean, yeah. this is something we don't That's think right. about. If you are a person who creates piano music, and I know a lot of people ask me about this, mm-hmm. uh, you can create sheet music. I just had my stuff sent over to a new site this week called Arrange me or something like that but it's a new it, I was on this other site and it switched over to another sheet music site and I had two sheet music sales this week and uh, sheet music is still something you sell so if you're a piano player even if you're a guitarist you make guitar stuff and and uh, like somebody like Dan you know where you have a melody and you have chords and things like that people are looking to buy sheet music and I heard of a guy who's making six figures selling sheet music crazy I spoke to another guy who's making six figures selling his ambient sound music which is like rain and stuff like that he's making he's got to be making almost six figures just selling that ambient music on Spotify and all those places and getting into playlists so these are income streams that some people are making the kind of income that you're making with what you do and the thing and the money that I'm making through production and teaching and things like that. And then yes, we do get to licensing. And as we know, and on this channel, we talk about it all the time and we talk a lot about our licensing income. I just did a video uh, about where I am with stock music, where I talk about what exactly what I've made in stock music. You've done the same thing. So people can see that on these channels. And I feel like that's one of the things we talk about more than anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure we need to cover that that much. I think stock music can be, with the right music, a way to make consistent music income. I just got paid today by Audio Sparks. I'll get paid tomorrow or the next day by, uh, I'm gonna be getting Motion Array money this month. I'm going to be getting uh, Audio Jungle and Pond Five money this month, so mm-hmm. uh, I'll, that'll be two fifty to three hundred bucks. Uh, some of that is like saved up payments because I didn't get paid the month before, so I'm getting maybe a little bit more actually paid out this month than normal. But um, you know, certainly stock can bring in income, but compared to the rest of my income, it's tiny compared to the production music work that I do and the education work that I do. Those yeah. are bringing in. Um, 90% of what I make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And we had we didn't even mention content ID. That's going to be a thing too. Yeah. That we're going to have to talk we'll more see. about for some interesting, uh, 
experiments going on in the in the academy with some of the members that are running some very interesting experiments experiments with content id um, yeah, we've got a we'll... content idea episode coming up probably in our 30s <laughs> <these> days somewhere <laughs> in our in our episode 30 to 40 somewhere yeah. there's going to be a content a first content id income report type of podcast or something yeah you're probably so. right <laughs> hopefully not in the well, 40s <laughs> i hope that uh, that this has kind of helped you start to see things you probably might want to pull back on, just like Steve and I are both doing right now. We're really pulling back on the things that we've been spending time on that maybe aren't the things that are going to be. It's not that we're burnt out on them as much as we have to be very careful with our time. And we have to be careful to spend our time on the things that make money that pay our bills. And because we depend on this. Now, if you are not someone who depends on this for your living, then maybe you can afford to experiment more, mess around more and do this as a hobby and, and, and just experiment, 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 and that's fine. But if you are serious about making music income, you're going to have to get rid of your time wasters and focus on the positive things that you can do today to make music income. And that's basically where I wanted to go with this. Yeah, Any sweet. Final thoughts about this? Well, I, I like that we've had this positive, you know, sort of discussion because I feel a lot better, um, you know, and uh, I hope that uh, anyone listening that, you know, to the last episode, it felt like a little bit burnt out and it could relate to that. Just, you know, take take some deep breaths and, and uh, just take a break from whatever it is that's that's uh, that's bumming you out or, or burning burning you out in any way. And um, yeah, I don't know. Just try to take some positive steps in the in the right direction. Reassess your time. Uh, that's what we're both doing, and uh, man, I feel a whole lot better about it. So, uh, and I'm excited. I think, I think people appreciate those times when they have to really search their their souls about things because we we're all the time talking about we made money doing this. This guy makes money doing this. We did this. Look what we did. Look at you know. Here's our experiences. But for the for the people who are not having those experiences, I think having episodes like that speak to them. And, and so mm-hmm. I don't think a burnout episode or episode about my, my stock episode last week where I was like, it's not as great as it used to be. I think that is strangely comforting to people who uh, have also deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I think it's important that we do that from time to time. So yeah. I don't feel too – I don't think you should feel bad about it. I'm, I think – uh, people are are reacting to it very well. Well, it brings and, it all uh, brings it all down to earth because you know at the end at the end at the end of the day we're struggling to to yep. to figure it out and uh, it's it's like you know like it's always changing. So absolutely, we're trying to keep up with things too. So we'll keep you guys cool. in the loop as always about uh, about our progress, our our wins and our fails. Absolutely. Well, thanks everybody for listening today to today's podcast. Make sure you check out uh, everything that we have going on uh, here on YouTube at Steve's Production Music Academy and here on Make Music Income. You'll find the links to everything in the description below and the podcast will wrap up everything else that you need to know. So thanks so much for being here. Steve, good to see you. Thanks for talking. See you guys. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B Production Music Academy, and Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our content. Also, feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. 
lots of great conversation going on in there and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.